0: Well, good morning, my friends. This is Pastor Stephen Brooks. Welcome today to Morning Glory, our midweek Bible study. And I'm so glad that you are here today. I want to talk today about receiving a fresh infilling of the Spirit of faith. And I believe it's very important because we are at the tail end of the year. And some people, they're already thinking about next year. But I really believe in my heart that. You don't want to get ahead of yourself. You really want to focus on where you're at right now. And over these last few months, complete the year very, very strong, because I believe that the Lord is impressing on my heart to tell you that some of the greatest things that He has planned for you this year have still not yet happened, and they're going to happen in this latter part of the year. Now, because of that, Over the next few weeks uh, and the next few months, I'm going to really pour a lot of faith into you so that you can have that strength to possess the promises that God has given to you. So today I'm talking about receiving a fresh infilling of the spirit of faith. And we see this mentioned by the Apostle Paul, In 2 Corinthians chapter 4, let's drop down to verse 13. And also, I want you to stick with me throughout the message and towards the end. I'm also going to give you an update. I want to share some pictures and a, a video that they have sent to me from Israel of how your giving is directly blessing the Jewish people. Praise the Lord. Now, 2 Corinthians chapter 4, verse 13 Let's pray. Heavenly Father, we ask that your Holy Spirit would come with great illuminating power so that we can see your word and we can see the source of our strength. Now, Father, as your word goes forth, let your Holy Spirit just cause that word to be daily bread, to be life-giving food. And we thank you for this. We thank you for our heavenly manna. In Jesus' name we pray, and together we say, amen. Praise the Lord. I'm, uh, I'm smelling a fragrance in the air, supernatural, of fresh-baked donuts. Isn't that interesting? Now, of course, there's no donuts here in the studio, <laughs> and nobody's cooking anything, but I'm getting that fresh-baked bread, and I believe it. when it's in the form of a donut, It's something that's very pleasurable and enjoyable to eat. Praise God. And that's what God's word is to us. I also believe because of the sweetness element, this would be speaking about obtaining the promises specifically that God has for you, those sweet things of life. Praise the Lord. Verse 13, And since we have the same spirit of faith, according to what is written, I believed and therefore I spoke, we also believe and therefore speak. And my friends, the reason that we do the things that we do is because we have the spirit of faith. And this spirit, it can be very foreign to people even in the church because there are many that choose to walk by sight And they make all of their decisions based upon what they can see, and we do need to analyze things and make good judgment decisions. But in the area of when circumstances seem negative or adversarial, uh, walking by sight in those types of situations will leave you stranded or worse, will leave you powerless where you're not able to deal with those types of things. But when you have the spirit of faith, it says the right thing at the right time. Not only when times are good, but very importantly, when tests are on the line, when things could be affecting your health or things could be affecting your finances or your family, it is really good to know the spirit of faith and have that operating in your life. Praise the Lord. Thank you, Jesus. Now, what is interesting about the spirit of faith is that you can't have it and not know it and when you do have it you do know it praise the lord now some people would look at those with the spirit of faith and say well uh your lack of worry or your lack of concern denotes that you just perhaps are not interested or you don't even care but the fact of the matter is is that Jesus was sleeping in the middle of a storm we see that with the life of jesus he was aware of things and he was compassionate but he would not get lulled over into that area where you begin to govern by emotions and feelings and strictly off what you can see so there is a relaxed faith where you are aware of the great battle perhaps that you might be in, or you are aware of the challenges that lie before you, but you have peace and you have trust in God. And you know what? You could have that even in a lion's den. Woo! Praise the Lord. And, and this is why some don't understand it. They are uh, worried. They are fretful and fearful. And so when you aren't, Uh, Sometimes even those in the church would say, well, maybe you're not informed or you just don't care. No, it's a strike on all of those. It's that we do know and we are compassionate. We want to see people touched with the saving grace of the Lord. And at the same time, we are in prayer and we are in faith. So my friends, when you have the spirit of faith, you know that you have it. I think it's very interesting in the book of Acts. And I want to read this uh, scripture. Let me jump back over there just for a moment. Uh, this will be in Acts chapter uh, three and verse six. It wasn't on my notes, but I, uh, I did feel it's worthy to uh, tie this in. Acts three, verse six. Then Peter said, silver and gold I do not have, but what I do have, I give you. In other words, you know what you have, whether it's a coin in your pocket or money in your wallet, purse, or checkbook, you you know what you have, and what does that mean? It means that you can give what you have, and since we have the same spirit of faith, and so when it's there, I tell you what, you know you have it, and it feels Uh, if I could use the word feel, it gives that sensation of being full as if you just had a steak or you had a real strong meal that you walked away from the table and you're not hungry. And now you know that you could go out and work and uh, do something because you were equipped for that. Praise God. So, Faith is the key to victory over the various battles that we face in life. And this is why the message of faith is coming under attack, even in, uh, uh, how can I say, from different angles. uh, The message of faith is coming under attack. And this is an insight into the fact that we are in the end times. And Jesus, of course, spoke about this. And that would be Luke chapter 18 and verse 8. He said, I tell you that he will avenge them speedily. Nevertheless, when the Son of Man comes, will he really find faith on the earth? Will he find faith on the earth? That's because faith will be under attack. And I believe also with the increase of technology, whether it's AI or advancements in science or the ability for people to stay continually and perpetually on a borrowing type system that it makes people in the Western world particularly susceptible to not using their faith and exercising their faith to receive the things they need from God, but rather to fall back and uh, continually be on uh, prescription pills, prescription medication, uh, as uh, compared to using your faith to get off of that and be healed. Now, of course, if you are in that place and the doctor has prescribed something, you can take the medication and mix it with your faith, but you should be Exercising your faith to get healed. You should be exercising your faith to see bills paid down and paid off, debts paid down and paid off, instead of camping at a low altitude and and saying, This is my base camp, I'll set up here. No, you want to go higher. And Jesus says, When the Son of Man comes, will he really find faith on the earth? So, because of persecution against the message of faith, and because of many other options that people have the opportunity to reach for instead of God, the men and women of the Lord who really work faith, just as a carpenter can work a hammer and saw, or a plumber can work a wrench or a sawzall. I tell you what, God wants us to be exercising and using our faith, and He finds it in us when He comes back. Look at 1 Timothy chapter 4. Praise the Lord. I know he's going to find it in you. 1 Timothy chapter 4 verse 1. Now the Spirit expressly says that in the latter times, some will depart from the what? From the faith. Again, that's why Jesus is saying, will he, the Son of Man, find faith when he returns? Because in the latter times, some will depart from the faith, giving heed to deceiving spirits and doctrines of demons. That's why it can be a little bit of a challenge sometimes to find faith. And not only faith, but preferably, how about this? How about great faith? Not just faith, generalized faith, but great faith. Praise the Lord. Now, Jesus said something about Peter that was fascinating in the gospel of Luke. Luke chapter 22 verse 31. And the Lord said, Simon, Simon, indeed, Satan has asked for you that he may sift you as wheat. But I have prayed for you that your what? That your faith should not fail. And when you have returned to me, strengthen your brethren. But Jesus was praying that his faith would not fail. See, Satan was after Peter. He really wanted to go after the leader and take Peter out, particularly among the 12. And when he's after somebody, he's really after their life. But Jesus said, I have prayed that your faith shall not fail. Now, if we think about what God revealed to the prophet Habakkuk in chapter 2, verse 4, where it is quoted, that famous statement, the just shall live, how? By faith. So here's the catch. When your faith fails, your life is, in many ways, it's like you're stranded in the parking lot of defeat. (laughs) So uh, Jesus was praying for Peter's faith. And why? Because we live by faith. So if your faith goes down, you are left in a place where there's nothing else around you but defeat. You can't stay... um, how can we say in the middle? You're either moving forward or you could be slipping backwards. Praise God. So we need to stay in faith or else there are these things of defeat and failure and sorrow that are all out there in this very wicked world system and realm in which we live. But Jesus is praying for your faith and you're going to stand strong in the Word of God. Thank you, Jesus. Your faith is not going to fail. Glory to God. We need to know that it takes the spirit of faith to remain strong in battle. Whoo, praise the Lord. The end times, I really do believe, will require greater faith as compared to living in any other time in world history. It's going to require not even general faith, but it's going to require a very bold, strong faith. Praise the Lord. Now, you can only stop the fiery darts of the wicked one with the shield of faith by using strong faith. Let's take a look at this in the book of Ephesians chapter 6 verse 16. Above all, So in other words, while we have other forms of weaponry and offensive and even defensive uh, weapons, here it says above all. So this is the most important one. Above all, taking the shield of faith. Taking it. You have to take it. You have to utilize it in the battles that you face. Taking the shield of faith with which You will be able to quench all, not some, but all the fiery darts of the wicked one. And it'll shoot them against your mind and thoughts will pop in, maybe of uh, past memories of this or that. And, you know, you just have to say, I'm staying on the straight and narrow. The devil, I see that you would pop that image up, but I have no interest in it. I'm staying on the straight and narrow. Praise God. Or victory is mine or by his stripes I have been healed, or whatever it might be, or Jehovah-Jireh is my provider. So you put that shield of faith up, and you block with it. Praise the Lord. All of these fiery darts. So faith really is the key to accomplishing tasks that would be considered from the natural perspective as being impossible. Now, I like this, especially in Hebrews chapter 11, verse 33, who through faith subdued kingdoms, worked righteousness, obtained promises, stopped the mouths of lions, quenched the violence of fire, escaped the edge of the sword, and on and on it goes. But these things are accomplished through faith. Look, the year is not over yet. I have come across some believers that, It seems like they're content now uh, just to cruise to the end of the year. They're waiting for the calendar to turn from December 31 to January the 1st. And you're thinking, Pastor Stephen, there's still months to go. That's what I'm thinking, right? (laughs) But some are already uh, shifting down into a real slow motion. And what I want you to do is push in these last few months stronger and harder with your faith now. Do you remember the prophetic word that the Lord gave me for this year? Going into this year, the Lord told me that it would be a year of going into the black. He's going to get his people out of the red, which would signify either uh, payments that are late or debts and things along that line. He said, I'm going to get my people into the black. And as you focused on his word, the Lord told me that he would even double the blessing. So you really need to push and even double down on the word and watch. This year can end as being the most victorious year that you have had yet during your existence upon this planet earth. Woo! Praise God. Amen. Thank you, Jesus. So, again, verse 33 who through faith subdued kingdoms, worked righteousness, and did these amazing things it's not accomplished through a person's skill or intellect although we're going to apply that but that that is not enough to get these things done nor the ability to somehow do it through our strength or maybe even a willingness to work around the clock those can be Uh, required at times, and it is good to be available and to certainly apply ourselves. But even still, these things would be beyond that, such as being in a den with hungry lions. Okay, this is beyond your strength. This is beyond your intellect. There is no other way out. The only thing that can fix this is faith in action to take you through this test or this great trial. Praise the Lord. So we see that here in Hebrews chapter eleven, these great men and women, and they all had the spirit of faith, and that's why they were able to receive and to do these great things. I've had quite a few people ask me, uh, Pastor Stephen, like, "What do you have? Do you have like a Gideon's army? How is it that you are on television uh, on these major networks that are very expensive? You're on, uh, you're on in Israel." three times a week you're on uh, these other networks every single week how do how are you doing that i'll tell you exactly how i'm doing it i'm doing it with the spirit of faith and that's why i have to keep it up why because when those big bills roll in every single month my faith has to be on the line to see those needs met and god has done it month after month and he's now done it year after year after year I'm telling you, it is the spirit of faith that allows you to obtain promises, subdue kingdoms, work righteousness, and if need be, even stop the mouths of the lions. Mm -mm. Glory to God. Glory to God. Thank you, Lord Jesus. So I would say this, I would say that faith, similar to money, faith is a universal currency. Now, we have U.S. dollars, but if you go to Europe, they're not going to take U.S. dollars. I mean, they'll take them in an exchange place, but you can't go into any store in, uh, uh, you know, like Ireland or Germany or somewhere like that and start using U.S. dollars. They won't accept them. But with faith, it is a uh, universal currency that works anywhere. What I mean by that is that it will deliver results regardless of where you live, because I can only use U.S. dollars here in the States, but you can use the currency of faith anywhere. It doesn't matter where you're at, and it will still purchase or deliver the thing that you're wanting to receive. Woo, praise God. Amen. Glory to God. Thank you, Jesus. So start spending some money. (laughs) Start spending some currency, the currency of faith, and receive God's best into your life. My friends, everybody, every believer needs the spirit of faith in order to possess the Canaan land that God has promised to you. Praise the Lord. This is not done, again, by our own abilities or strength. It's not done uh, through hobnobbing and trying to make connections or rub shoulders with people hoping uh, that they might uh, do something special for us if we kowtow to them. Do you know what I'm talking about? Have you ever seen that? How, how humiliating that people play that game of putting trust in others uh, in an effort to perhaps find a way up instead of looking to God. Because let me tell you, Faith can deliver on its own. That is what is so wild and unique about faith. You don't have to like work people over. You don't have to do gimmicks. You don't have to lie. You can do things right and you can walk with God and believe God and it will deliver. And thus all of the silly games and all of the gimmicks. And there's a lot of gimmicks in Christianity. Uh, You don't have to do that stuff. Now, if you're not going to use your faith and you don't have the spirit of faith, that's why we see, uh, some bizarre things from time to time, praise the Lord. But I'm telling you, faith has the unique capacity to triumph on its own. Mm -mm -mm. Think about it. Daniel was thrown into the lion's den. And although the king really loved Daniel, he got caught uh, in a legality, and he couldn't do anything. So it's just Daniel and his faith in God. <laughs> and what happened? You can't call anybody. There's no cell phone reception down in the lion's den. There's no escape ladder. There's no secret way out. There is no uh, key to unlock some door. It's just you and God and your faith. And what happened? It worked. The spirit of faith will deliver for you. Whoo, Praise the Lord. Mm -mm. Now there can be times in your life and there will be some where you could find yourself in a place where no human can help you. And it's not like maybe you couldn't call somebody, but, or maybe you don't know somebody. It, It could be that you could be in the middle of a whole bunch of people, but there are times where God will allow you to experience that, where no human hand can bring you out. Only God can do that. Now, of course, if you were stranded on a remote island, uh, you know, your ship ran out of, your, your boat, your fishing boat ran out of fuel, and you were caught in the current, and you begin to drift, and after drifting for maybe three months, you hit a remote island, uh, and that's home for a while. Well, now, yes, you, you could say, well, now it's just me and God. But very rarely do those type of situations like that befall a person. But, my friends, God wants you to know that even without connections, even without a rich uncle, even without a senator in the family, God can get you uh, to where you're supposed to go. God can get you through that door. God can make a way for you. Woo, praise God. And I believe he's actually doing it right now. mm Hebrews 11, verse 33, again, uh, in reference to Daniel, who through faith stopped the mouths of lions. And that was not hypnotism. That was not that, you know, he had a part-time job training animals for the king, and so that was something that he had a skill or knack at. Uh, No, he was not a cat person, certainly wasn't a lion person. (laughs) This is just raw faith on the line uh, when is needed with the lions. Mm-mm. So everybody here in Hebrews chapter 11 walked in the spirit of faith. Now, this is also known as the hall of faith, but this is a hall that extends throughout biblical history, extends throughout church history, and you can be found in this hall with your own testimony that agrees with the spirit of faith. Woo, praise the Lord. Mm-mm. Well, let's go to the little bitty letter of Jude. Jude verse three, beloved, while I was very diligent to write to you concerning our common salvation, I found it necessary to write to you, exhorting you to contend earnestly. I mean, you really have to get after it with a passion, with the fire to contend earnestly for the faith. which was once for all delivered to the saints. So you have to contend earnestly for the faith. That's the spirit of faith. What does that mean? It means it's an attitude that with God, all things are possible. With God, there's a way out. With God, we don't have to be a victim. We can be victors. And so you earnestly contend for the faith. Thank you, Jesus. The spirit of faith will act on any word of God at any time. Mm-mm. Thank you, Lord Jesus. Glory to God. You know, it was about six weeks out before the Feast of Tabernacles that we have now passed and concluded. But about six weeks out, I felt a great stirring in my heart as God was speaking to me receive a special offering on the feast of tabernacles and get that land paid off. And I was like, "Well, Lord, um we could receive an offering, but it would really, I mean, it would like like would like take a miracle to pay all of it off." And the Lord's like, "You just do your part and believe me, and I'm going to get that land paid off for you." Because the Lord told us that was the land. Mm-mm. And if if it's a gift from God and that's the land, yeah, God should be able to uh Take care of this. And so I put my faith out there. I put my faith on the line. And uh, you'll notice that in receiving the offering for the Feast of Tabernacles, there was no pressure. It was simply give what the Holy Spirit is impressing upon your heart to do. And out of everybody... That's watching me and listening to me right now. Is there one person on the planet earth that I called and said, Hey, we have an offering coming up. I I don't know if we're going to make it or not. Please, please. Can you do your best? Please. Could you give an extra $10? Is there anybody on the planet that can lift up their right hand and say, yes, pastor Stephen called me and rung me out, turned me upside down and uh, shook all the money out of my pocket. Praise God. Not one person. And without any sweat, without any sleepless nights, without rolling and tossing in the bed, but with peace and a relaxed faith, all of the money has come in and the land has been paid in full. Can you say glory to God? Hallelujah. What is that? Well, it's the spirit of faith and it delivers without gimmicks, tricks, or weird stuff. Amen. You don't have to do that with the Lord. Praise God. (laughs) So you need the spirit of faith in order to operate in the realm of being more than a conqueror. Mm -mm. Now, I'm going to pray for you in just a few minutes to receive a fresh impartation of the spirit of faith. So I want you to understand that before I do that, that the spirit can fall upon multitudes of people all at the same time. Now, I, I received quite a few emails from the previous Sunday message of many people that were blessed, healed, and delivered when I did a special prayer over uh, the uh, internet there at the conclusion of that sermon. But today, the Spirit can fall upon you with the Spirit of faith touching everybody with an open heart to receive. Let me give you an example of this from Numbers chapter 11. And let's go to verse 16. And I'm so glad that you're here today loading up your 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 arsenal of your heart with strong faith to see greater breakthroughs in the remaining months and days of this uh, year that we're in. Verse 16, So the Lord said to Moses, Gather to me 70 men of the elders of Israel, whom you know to be the elders of the people, And officers over them, bring them to the tabernacle of meeting that they may stand there with you. Then I will come down and talk with you there. I will take of the spirit that is upon you. What kind of a spirit was on Moses, the spirit of wisdom and also the spirit of faith. Woo. Praise the Lord. Okay, so I will take of the spirit that is upon you and will put the same spirit, the same upon them, and they shall bear the burden of the people with you that you may not bear it yourself alone. So Moses was able to pray for them and that same spirit came upon them. Glory to God. Philippians chapter one, we see also that that spirit can be transferred. Verse seven. Just as it is right for me to thank this of you all, because I have you in my heart, inasmuch as both in my chains and in the, the defense and confirmation of the gospel, you all, everybody there at the church in Philippi, you all are partakers with me of grace. So the grace that was upon the life of the Apostle Paul was extended over that whole church. Woo! Woo! Glory to God. So the spirit of faith could come upon everybody with a fresh infilling glory to God. Thank you, Jesus. Now, Romans chapter uh, one, let's just go to the first chapter, verse 11, for I long to see you that I may impart to you some spiritual gift so that you may be established so The spirit of faith establishes you in the things of God, and Paul could pray and impart that over the entire church there at Rome. And I'm going to pray for you in a moment, and the spirit of faith is going to fill you with a fresh, infilling glory to God. Thank you, Lord Jesus. You know, one of the things I've discovered over the years that helps to build and also to sustain the spirit of faith operating in my life is to read biographies, I would say select biographies of men and women who had that same spirit of faith operating in their life. Praise the Lord. I like, you know, reading about uh, Mr. Le Tourneau, who developed all of that gigantic earth moving equipment and became very wealthy in the process, but he had a deep love for God. Praise God. I like reading stories of those uh, who overcame great odds because of their faith in God and went on to accomplish great things. Thank you Lord Jesus. And as you read that, the same spirit of faith that was on them, it'll begin to touch you. Mm-mm. You know, I've read the biography of Peter J. Daniels, a man that used to be an illiterate bricklayer. That's all he could do is lay bricks. He couldn't read, he couldn't write. But he went to a Billy Graham meeting when Billy Graham came to Australia, and he was in Australia, and he heard Billy Graham preach and give the altar call, and uh, Peter J. Daniels gave his life to Jesus. And after that, he felt led of the Holy Spirit to, of course, read and study the Bible, but also to read biographies of great men and women who rose to great positions and overcame in the process impossible odds. And he read over 5,000 biographies, great biographies. And before you know it, that spirit of faith began to come on him. The Lord led him into a, uh, the area of uh, real estate, and he became very, very successful and went on to become a billionaire. Mm-mm. What a great man of God. Now, let's go to 2 Timothy chapter 4. 2 Timothy chapter 4. Thank you, Lord Jesus. Mm -mm. Glory to God. Now, verse 13, this is the Apostle Paul speaking, and he said, Bring the cloak that I left with Carpus at Troas when you come, and the books, especially the notes. Woo! Well, Pastor Stephen, I guess Paul, all he would do is just read the Bible. Well, the New Testament in, in certain ways was still being formed, the complete canon of scripture was still being, uh, you know, built out uh, through the writers. And of course, with the uh, the book of the revelation of Jesus Christ written by John coming later. But even with uh, his great knowledge of the word of God, Paul obviously was still reading books that illuminate the scriptures and help our understanding of the scriptures, as well as notes, parchments, that he had who praise the Lord. So if Paul is availing himself to these good materials that carry the spirit of faith, then we need to do the same thing. Um, it is true that my wife says, uh, she says, Stephen, you've got too many books <laughs> because uh, every room I have, it starts morphing into like a mini library. So here at the office at the church, of course, I've got uh, a lot of books, but at home, uh, any room that I kind of sit in a lot, it'll start getting books in it. So uh, there at my home, I have a home office and there's a lot of books there. But if I go downstairs to read, say like in the TV room, I end up taking books down there and then I buy some more books. And before you know it, there's all these books now in the TV room. So I, I tried to keep them uh, organized. Uh, praise the Lord. And Pastor Kelly helps me with that. But, uh, and she's a great reader too. She just puts the books where they're supposed to go. I end up putting, putting them all over the place. <laughs> but many of them have been uh, uh, quite illuminating in my walk with the Lord. You know, I'll never forget it. This was uh, some years back when I had a visitation from Jesus. And uh, he told me uh, some amazing things. And one of the things he told me, was that some of the mistakes that I had made when I was younger in life, he said, I don't hold you fully responsible for that because nobody ever taught you how to live. Is that not wild? Woo! Well, see, if I would have had somebody teach me or if I would have had access to books, uh, and I didn't. Uh, you know, we lived in a rural area. There was a bookmobile when I was young that would drive down the dirt roads and st- would stop at houses. You could check a book out, but it was just like little bitty uh, fiction books and stuff like that. There was nothing uh, really, uh, certainly about. There was nothing about great saints, great ma- businessmen and women that rose up. Nothing like that at all. Nothing really to bring inspiration. So we're just kind of swimming around in a little bitty pond, but. As you read these things and get exposure, I tell you what, the spirit of faith begins to touch you. Woo! Praise God. And you see things, and that's how you make great progress. Now, in the life of Daniel, we see this as well. Daniel chapter 9, verse 2. In the first year of his reign, that would be uh, the king, Darius, I, Daniel, understood by the books... The number of the years specified by the word of the Lord through Jeremiah the prophet that he would accomplish 70 years in the desolations of Jerusalem. So we could say that Daniel had a great interest in history. He was a history buff, but he's studying history so that he can know what's going to happen in the future because they were were well aware, even the Jews in captivity, were well aware what Jeremiah had prophesied, that the Jews would go into captivity, ah, but for a certain amount of time, and then they would come out. So if you're... In captivity, you would be wondering, hey, when is this going to be over? What did that prophet say? Okay, back to the books. And not only the the, the writings of Jeremiah himself, the inspired word of God, but let's get the commentaries on that and make sure we get this right. Because when does it start? How do you date the beginning of the 70 years? And how would we date the close of that? So he understood by what? By books. Mm -mm. You want to build your own personal library in your home. And it doesn't mean that you have to have a lot of paperback books, although that's my favorite. And I've got a lot of Bibles in a lot of different versions. Now, I know I can go online and look at all of the different versions, but I like, I like a real Bible, praise the Lord. <clears throat> and I prefer real books, although I love my iPad, one of the greatest inventions ever. My iPad, because I've just got all kinds of books on there. So that's like carrying the equivalent of maybe three or 400 pounds of books and a little bitty iPad that I can take with me because I just download them onto the iPad. But those things will inspire you. You know, if you're on a long plane trip, uh, you don't have to be bored. Look out the window and you don't have to watch a... uh, Uh, unholy movie, you can just open up your iPad and jump into a book. And the next thing you know, that spirit of faith that was on that great person begins to touch you. And you start thinking, you know what? With God's help, I can do this too. With God's help, I'm going to get done everything that God has called me to do. And every promise that he has made, I'm going to receive it. How? By faith. Mm -mm -mm. Glory to God. One more scripture. Let's go to Psalm 45. Let me grab a drink of hot tea. Woo, praise the Lord. Psalm 45, let's go right to verse 4. And in your majesty, ride prosperously because of truth, humility, and righteousness. And your right hand shall teach you awesome deep, incredible, amazing things. And your right hand shall teach you awesome, deep, amazing things. What happens is that you ride prosperously and blessed because of the truths of God's word that you are building up in your life. And that spirit of faith carries you on. It's like you ride on from one level of prosperity to another level, from one level of victory to another level. But it comes from that right-hand revelation, teaching you those amazing discoveries in the Word of God. And you have to keep looking. You have to stimulate and exercise the spirit of faith. Praise the Lord. Now, again, over the next couple of months, I'm just going to pour it into you, fast and strong. And, uh, And I'm going to do this with an intent that before the year is out, you are going to see breakthroughs. Now, some of you have already had some really good ones. I would say prophetically that the greatest ones have not happened yet. There's more. Praise the Lord. So don't let off the gas pedal. Push it down with your faith and with your hope, your expectancy. Now, I want you to lift your right hand and I want you to receive. Heavenly Father, I pray for those that are watching right now. I pray that you fill them with a fresh infilling of the spirit of faith. Father, maybe some feel a little bit fatigued. Maybe some feel a little bit distracted, and maybe some have just become discouraged because of the many different challenges that have come their way this year, perhaps some that they were not even anticipating some that were not even on the radar, but father, I thank you for great miracles that you're going to do in their life this year. And we father, father, we thank you that faith is now in the sense where we know that some things can be in the future, but our faith and our expectancy are online for it now. And I thank you father that you're moving quickly that some things that would normally take two years or even five years to accomplish, you can do it in two and a half months. Now, Father, you created the entire universe and the world and everything that's in it within six days. So certainly there's not anything that your people would need or want, would want to see accomplished that could not be done by you in a period that would be less than two and a half months. Father, we thank you. We thank you. Receive the spirit of faith in Jesus' name. Amen. Glory to God. Glory to God. Glory to God. Let me ask you this. Do you believe that God can do it? I know that you do. I know that you believe that God has the power. Then, my friends, the spirit of faith says that God will and releases the faith to receive it. So watch, because God's going to accelerate things greatly in your life. He doesn't need 20 years. Praise the Lord. He can do it very, very quickly. And I believe he's going to. And I'm looking forward to receiving your praise reports and your testimonies. Now, Father, we thank you again in Jesus' great name. Amen. And amen. Glory. Glory to the Lord. Now, if you're watching today. And you don't know Jesus as your Lord and Savior. You can get your life right with God right now. I want to pray for you. And also, if you used to serve the Lord, but you fell away, and you were like Peter for a short season, maybe a long season, where in some ways it's like you lost your faith and you drifted away from God, but Jesus has been interceding for you and praying for you that your faith would not fail. It's time to come back and serve God. Let us all pray together now at this time. Say, Lord Jesus, I believe you paid the penalty for my sins on the cross. Lord Jesus, come into my heart. I repent of my sins. Wash them all away. Save me now. Write my name in your book of life. And Jesus, step into my life and lead me and guide me from this day forward. In your name, I pray. Thank you, Jesus. Amen. Woo! And amen. Joy. Joy. The joy of the Lord. Praise God. God is faithful and God is good. Now, let's take Holy Communion together. I want to encourage you to grab some unleavened bread and also some grape juice. Woo! Praise the Lord. And let's pray over it and bless it. Heavenly Father, we thank you for the bread and the juice. We set it apart as being holy through this prayer, and we thank you that this is the body and the blood of Jesus. Father, as we receive the Lord's body, we thank you for strength. We thank you for the spirit of faith to possess our land. We thank you, Father God, that defeat and failure, there are not options in you. We thank you, Father God, for the victory. In Jesus' name we pray. And together we say, Amen. Let's partake together. Woo, praise the Lord. Mm-mm. Heavenly Father, we thank you for the blood of Jesus, we thank you for its mighty cleansing power. We thank you for the hedge of protection all around, all around about us, the blood of Jesus, woo, all over us. Thank you, Lord, over our family members, over everything that is underneath our authority. We thank you for the blood of Jesus. Thank you, Father. We give you all of the praise in Jesus' name. Amen. Let's receive together. Oh, praise God. Mm -mm. Thank you, Lord Jesus. Hallelujah. God is good. Hallelujah. Now, let me show you a couple of pictures, my friends, from Israel. Praise the Lord. Many of you have uh, sown into the project of helping us be a blessing to the Glani Brigade. Now, the Glani Brigade would be primarily stationed in northern Israel in the Golan Heights. That, that's why the Golan, Golani, that's what that is a reference to. Uh, but this is a brigade that has moved around all over Israel, and they were down by the Gaza Strip. Many times they are. They were down by the Gaza Strip when the Hamas terrorist attack took place. And we lost over 20 men, and uh, many uh, others were wounded. And so uh, here's a few pictures. Let me put one up on the screen right now. Uh, Here's the guys at the hospital uh, visiting one of the wolves that was injured and some of the IDF uh, Golani soldiers uh, there with him. Praise the Lord. You know, you're giving. uh, It helps bring financial relief to, say, like the wife and the children of the uh, wounded soldier. Praise the Lord. Thank you, Jesus. Here's another picture uh, there in the hospital, one of our uh, wolfies who was injured. And notice how young uh, these men are. Many of them uh, are right out of high school. And uh, they were, some of are very young as they are standing on the front lines for the IDF, praise the Lord, and for Israel. Uh, here is a picture of a portable Torah scroll that the silent wolves, the Galani uh Brigade can take in the battle with them because they want the word of God to be with them always. Praise the Lord. Thank you, Jesus. Now, let me show you also a little video clip that was just sent to us from our contact man there in Israel. And let me uh, explain a little bit what's going on here. Uh, And I'll try to do this in a delicate manner. When the silent wolves were attacked, Uh, unexpectedly by Hamas. Uh, Many of these soldiers were in a building and Hamas barricaded the building and blew the whole building up, including all the soldiers that were in it. And when something like that happens with that type of kinetic energy and a big blast like that, there's nothing left. And that's why in situations like that, they bring in a special department of the Israeli defense force where Uh, they're like scientists. They're in the military, but they come in as forensic scientists because there's no way of telling who's who after something like that has gone off. And so you have to have blood samples uh, from the parents so that you can match up uh, DNA uh, with the soldiers who have just been uh, horribly, uh, you know, destroyed, losing their lives in such a very agonizing way. But What happens also in in a situation like that is all of their equipment is is just blown to pieces. And so with the hundreds of new recruits now being brought in and also the replacing of those veteran soldiers, you can't just take uh, gear and give it to somebody else. A soldier's gear has to be custom fit just for them. In other words, if a guy is six foot four, you can't take his equipment and put it on a guy that's five foot 10. So they lost a lot of equipment. It was blown to pieces, and it, it's gone. And this may sound kind of unusual, but I'm not exaggerating when they were bringing in the new recruits to replace those that had just perished, and guns were being issued, some of the soldiers were literally carrying their guns in their underwear. Well, Pastor Stephen, how come they don't have a holster? there are none. They were not ready for anything like this. There was a shortage of equipment, shortage of everything, shortage of food, shortage of everything. And so it it was desperate straits. I want you to w- watch this video because along with your giving, we have been providing food on the Sabbath meals for these soldiers and for these wounded, uh, these families of soldiers that have been wounded. We've been providing financial aid and relief, but also you had soldiers that had, they had no holsters and they're about to go in the Gaza. And we were able to rush in there, which is something that the big organizations, they cannot move that fast. We were able to rush in there and place a sizable order for the holsters that the soldiers desperately need. Check out this video. Shalom, Steve Brooks Ministries. You've been walking with us alongside with the Israeli troops and the soldiers for a long time. And we came here to meet our friends, our silent wolves from the second company of Battalion 13th of Golani. And they just want to say something special to you and all your donors. So for Steve Brooks Ministries, what do we want to say to them? Thank you so much, Steve Brooks Ministries. We appreciate you very much. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thanks to your generous donation, we're able to order 68 hip uh, holsters for handguns that are very crucial for the success of our soldiers and they're literally being manufactured now and packed right now. what are you packing today? I'm packing uh, boas. Boas. Boas from only one name from all the soldiers in the front right now that made special orders from us. And here is the pack for us. And uh, hopefully, though, we'll get them very quickly so they can use our excellent combat proven product uh, in the front. Thank you, Elias. So I just want to say thank you for sowing into the ministry so that your funds can go directly to israel we send them directly to israel there's no middleman there's no routing it around and it gets filtered out and all these things it goes straight there and things are purchased right on the spot for what those soldiers need, whether it's food, medical supplies. In this case, they needed holsters, and so that's over five thousand dollars just in holsters alone. Uh, money that was rushed over there, and uh, I'll put. Let me put this up on the screen. This is the uh, invoice. So everything is invoiced. Everything is accounted for, and. Uh, Uh, We're able to get it directly there. So I'll give you another opportunity if you want to be a blessing to the silent wolves of Galani brigade that was hit severely by Hamas. I mean, this, this brigade was hit so hard that even Netanyahu, the prime minister, went to go visit them. Why? Because it was really bad what happened to them. So we're just pouring in our love, Christian love. They know that Christians in America love them. Woo. Praise God. <laughs> and again, many of these men are very, very young. We're talking right out of high school. Some of in their 20, maybe 20 or 21 years old. So, um, uh, I mean the whole nation right now, it's like electrified. I mean, you, you talk about, well, they, they're going to war. So it's like everything's rushed. There's tremendous, uh, movement and logistics and statistics and, We have the ability to just jump right in there so fast, literally boots on the ground instantly, acting, (laughs) doing amazing things. But, of course, uh, Pastor Kelly and I, we can't do it without you. It's you guys pouring in your love and pouring in your blessing. Why? Because we want to protect Jewish lives. We want to protect Israelis. Glory to God. Thank you for standing with us if you want to sow something. You can go to the website, stephenbrooks.org. Look up at the top. There's the link that says Give Online. Click that. It'll open up for you. There's a drop-down menu, and you'll see Silent Wolves. Click that, and we'll get it right over there. We've sent thousands and thousands of dollars. Just today, we sent a few extra thousand dollars over, and um, it is really bringing relief uh, during this time. Thank you so much. Praise the Lord. Glory to God. Let me put the giving link also for our ministry up on the screen. Those of you that value these teachings and enjoy these teachings and your faith is being strengthened through these messages, you'll see the various ways in which you can give. Praise the Lord. Glory to God. Hallelujah. Father, bless your people. I thank you for victory, victory, victory. And I thank you, Father, for Psalm 91, that no evil shall befall them, no plague shall come near their dwelling. If a thousand should fall at their left and ten thousand at their right, it will not come near them. It will not come near them. Thank you, Father, in Jesus' name, amen. My friends, the blood covenant of Jesus exempts you from the awful things that so many in the world go through that are not aware of that covenant. You could be a Christian and not even be aware. You could be aware of the salvation covenant, but you're not aware of your insurance and your protection, such as we see in Psalm 91. Claim these benefits, walk in them, and enjoy them. They're all under the umbrella of the spirit of faith. God bless you. I see nothing but victory for you. Nothing but victory for you. Hallelujah. God bless you as you pull others up on the mountaintop with you. I'll see you back again real soon.